I've seen it with fruit salad by yeah. the Wiggles. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Yummy, yummy. Why do you guys always bring up the Wiggles? No, Gordo. You guys? Bring... <laughs> yeah, Gordo. <laughs> Sorry, first. Guys. Gordo, why are you constantly bringing up the Wiggles? I only bring up the fruit salad because it's yummy, yummy. That did not answer any of the questions I had. Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and ignoring any knowledge we may have about the future run of that show, decide if that's a show that we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're talking about Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny has gone 67 episodes over 10 seasons so far, originally airing on the Crave Network. Today we're talking about episode one, which was called Ain't No Reason to Get Excited, originally airing February 7th, 2016. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, the guys, Joe, Gordo, Ferg, and Nick. What's going on, everybody? Hey, yo. so fucking awkward, bud. How are you doing? <laughs> More of a didgeridon't. <laughs> Let's do this shit, Super Chiefs. I've been waiting for this one since we started the show. This is the show that came into my life only a couple of years ago and is equally as quoted as, like, The Office or Seinfeld. We quote this all the time at each other. It's pretty quotable, yeah. So, yeah, to start, well, Joe, you're the one who picked this episode, right? Is there a specific reason? Just the love of the show? Yeah, I just love this show, and there's a new season that premiered uh, right at the beginning of January, so it was on my mind. We rewatched the whole season for, like, the fifth, uh, the whole series for, like, the fifth time. Is that uh, season 10 that just started, or is there a newer one? I think it's nine or ten. It might be nine or ten. I forget because they're short seasons, but it started, I think, like, late or early January, maybe. Maybe you should have picked this show the week that it came out instead of Teacher Cop or whatever the fuck weird shit you chose. <laughs> teacher Cop. Teacher Cop. Baby Mantis versus Teacher Cop. Um, and then uh, <laughs> as far as Letter Kenny goes, with the rest of you guys, is this, is this a show you guys have seen before or just aware? Gordon, you've never seen it? I've no, seen I've it, never too. seen it. Ferg? I've never even heard of it until these two brought it up. Yeah, I'd never seen it before. I heard of it. I'll say having now watched it, it is nothing like what I thought it was. Like, I remember just hearing the name and I don't know, somewhere in my brain confused it with something else, I think. But yeah, so uh, only two out of five have seen it. Yeah, when we found this show, it was like a lot of people, right? Like we found weird stuff during pandemic that you sort of heard of. Like I had always heard the, which is crazy because one of the biggest calling cards of this show isn't on this episode. Which is the Tubifa, which like you can catch Nick and I doing it occasionally, even on oral, on podcasts, right? Like it just worms its way in. But you've done that a bunch on the show, and I've never known what that was from. Yeah, it's a big yeah. letter Kenny thing. So they did this weird thing for Hulu that was just like these little clips of the characters talking to each other, but as kids, as cartoons, just saying kind of like goofy off color things. And we had no idea what it was. And then like a month later, Kelsey was like, this is part of a bigger show. And we watched like two episodes and we're like, that's it. This is the whole weekend. And we just spent the whole weekend watching it. To be fair. I'm actually kind of glad to finally know what that is. However, it's like a worm. Once you see it, it becomes part of your vocabulary. I, I would have liked the aha moment watching this episode but as you say it doesn't happen in this one it's kind of weird that it doesn't because it's such a big thing for them so yeah so uh let's just get right into the episode so we start off with uh just it's like this title screen that just says letter kenny consists of hicks skids hockey players and christians these are their problems and then we get this solo shot of uh the main character wayne who's just 
kind of standing in front of a barn. And then he says a couple hockey players came up to the produce stand the other day. The other day. And, uh, yeah. Day. And that's something that I think we need to address right away is his cadence and the way he speaks is very interesting. And yeah. I don't, uh, I'm sure at times I'll try to emulate it as we talk, but it, it's almost, if you don't understand how they speak, it's really tough to understand the, the vibe of the show. It's not even the words they use because there's like their own vocabulary for this entire show, but they're, the cadence is so important too. Like how they all speak to each other because it's so quick, but it's so unique he's very monotone and very quick and it's a lot of in this first conversation it's a lot of like real quick back and forth with other people like short sentences like either way ping-ponging and that's that's the whole show it's just constant i will say as a as a big fan of this show this ping-pong conversation um style can get old for me um some of the episodes um even a couple in this episode i was like i I find myself saying okay enough stop like just move on um it's an adjutant for me but most of the time it's funny yeah just tough to keep up sometimes especially where it's like a different dialect so that can be an issue at times also typically every episode i mention the actors uh who play these characters and what we know them from i'll mention uh you know, we can mention their names. I don't know anyone from this show <laughs> from seeing them you don't in anything know the before. Guy? Oh, I do know him. There's one. There's one person I, I recognize. Who did you recognize? We'll get into it in a, in a minute. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, but some of the people too, like Katie, is in this movie El Camino Christmas that was a Netflix movie that has like Tim Allen and Kurtwood Smith in it. Like everybody in this is in something <gasps> interesting. And for those of you who don't know, Jared Kiso, who plays Wayne, that creates and writes like this entire show. Oh, I didn't know that. I had yeah, no idea he's, about that. He's like the entire driving force behind the show. He does everything. It's him and it's uh Glenn. Yeah, there's somebody else, but that other person is not on the no, show, Glenn, right? Glenn is the other writer too. They helped create it and write it. Oh, okay, all right. You know, Wayne is like the perfect name for him. He just looks like a Wayne. <laughs> he acts like a Wayne. He does look like a Wayne. Yeah. He does for sure look like a Wayne. So to get into it, uh the there's a red Jeep that pulls up and there's two guys in the front seat and then a girl sitting in the back. The girl in the back is Wayne's sister, Katie. So right off the bat, Daryl and Wayne are sitting at the produce stand. This is when the Jeep pulls up with the the two gentlemen in the front and Katie in the back. The produce stand that they're at, right off the bat, I was curious, is is that just produce they sell in front of their house? Yeah. They own a farm. Because it doesn't like get addressed that much in this episode. It's, you know, you just, we're in front of the produce yeah. stand. It's obviously like a farming community just, just by the backdrop. You can tell that that's like what's going on there. Um, so obviously they're just selling some of what they're, you know, growing. Right. Yeah. Cause they always talk about that they work in the farm. And if you, if you notice, um, Daryl's coveralls, they have a dairy farm logo on them. So he like works at a dairy farm down the right. road. Yeah. Usually they, again, they don't address it that much in this episode, but usually the, the, every episode starts at the end of their work day. And that's them drinking beers by the produce stand. Okay. Oh, okay. And this is in Ontario. I know we've all been to Canada. I've, I've been to Ontario. Has anybody else been to Ontario before? Yeah, it's based off of where he grew I've up. I've never just been to Canada, assholes. <laughs> no way. Ferg didn't get invited to Canada that time. <laughs> I only been to Montreal once. Yeah, I went. I, that's the only time I've ever been in Canada. Same. One time in Montreal. Yeah. We played a show. The time we all went there and Ferg refused to come with us. Ferg just wouldn't show up. The time that I wasn't invited on purpose. We would have, we play, we've talked about this actually on another episode way, way, way like early on. But yeah, uh, to make it clear again though, we literally planned this. We were 19 years old or so going on this, like one of those, everyone just gets bust to Canada, get drunk. And, um, we planned it at your house. (laughs) 
So there's no way you were unaware of this trip. I didn't go on this trip. I'm sure I was invited, and I have no idea why I didn't go. At 19, I was really down for You anything. both didn't go for the same reason. Oh, so it was planned. No. <laughs> no. I think Nick is trying to uh, hint at something. Yeah. Well, in any, we, yeah, we're getting a little too inside baseball. We both had people shitty, listening. annoying girlfriends at the time. There it is. Yeah. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Well, uh, anyways. At 19, no. Finally yeah. admitted it. Hold on. I, I want to get past this because people don't know what we're no, talking about that well. they wouldn't have let you guys go yeah. is the point. We yeah. wouldn't, we wouldn't, didn't invite you. We didn't not invite you because we didn't want them to come. They would not have let you gone. Yeah. You were aware of the trip. Like if you wanted yeah. to go, you would have made it known and gone. Hey, you could have, could have grown a sack. But anyways, I'm yeah, man, I could have went. <laughs> you could have grown a, you could have grown some hooters. You could have grown Hold some, on. you know, some big boys could have, could have went. Some. I'm thinking back on myself at 19 and that situation and. It was in my personal, uh, physical best interest to have not gone, so I understand what happened. Yeah, well, Joe would still be there right I now. I went there. And, and Gordo, you almost didn't make it back, okay? Had you gone alone, you wouldn't have, so. No, 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 no. I, I specifically remember coming. Uh, the only thing I remember from this trip is I remember coming out of a taxi, and I remember, I think I was either looking at Nick or Jay or Derek or somebody, and I passed right out and smacked my head in the sidewalk. There's a huge chunk of that story you're missing uh, that we can't even get into on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so, so let's let's just yeah. let's, let's get past on. that trip. Yeah, maybe one day Sounds there'll like be a, a bonus episode. We'll yeah, we'll just we'll chronicle. It was a good time. <laughs> I still have shot glasses yeah. from it. Bro. Yeah. How did but, uh, you pass out that hard on the sidewalk and the shot glasses didn't break? I love. All right, boys. All right, hold on, hold on. Let's just let's stop. Let's stop. Let's get back into it. Anyways, so one of the first things said is Daryl looks to Wayne as they're pulling up, and he says, "I can't believe your sister's dating these nutsacks." And I was like, "Wait, both of them? Is she dating both of them?" She is. She is dating both of them. Yeah. Because I feel like other than that line, it was never made totally clear, but <laughs> I, I didn't okay. know. And I was curious throughout the whole episode, which one she was dating. So right. I'm, so there's Riley and Jonesy. That. Yeah. So Riley and Jonesy. And I kind of, Riley's the one who talks more out of the two of them. And these are the hockey players. Um. So I kind of assumed if it was one, it was Riley because he's like more the mouthpiece of the two. But all right, I'm glad you guys did specify. Yeah, that, that comes up much like in the show later on. It's a huge storyline, but yeah, it's weird they don't address it more than the one second in the first episode. Yeah, it's it's not it's not weird that you're confused by that because coming yeah. from the first episode, you should be. Yeah. All right, and uh, Riley's played by Dylan Playfair, who he's the only person I recognize from anything, and that's because he's the coach of the Ducks in the new Disney Plus Mighty Ducks show. Oh, okay, interesting. And interesting enough, actually, his father, uh, Jim Playfair, actually played in the NHL. And both of them were in, like, a Gordie Howe movie. They both are, like, in hockey stuff before this. A bunch of people in this were in the second Goon quack, movie. Quack, so, like, there's quack, a lot of hockey quack, connections. Quack, 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 In Francais, Seigneur d'Axois. <laughs> right away, there's a... You can see this tension between Wayne and Daryl and the hockey guys. And right off the bat, when Riley gets out of the car, he says, Nice onesie, does it come in men's? To uh, D- Daryl. And Wayne says, oh, I think you've come in men enough for all of us. And then Riley tries to get back on him quick. He's like, I think you better come in my, I mean, you better come up. And then uh, his buddy Jonesy kicks in and goes, I think you better come say that to his face, you fucking hicks. <laughs> the back and forth between these two groups is so funny because yeah. the it's like such a great like confidence versus no confidence battle. It's like um it's a weird like gang warfare but on a low level. 
It's like the Warriors with no stakes. Yeah, it's hick gang warfare. <laughs> it's like the Warriors if both the gangs were just the orphans. <laughs> it's like it doesn't really matter <laughs> what happened at all the yeah, entire time. Yeah. Now, this is great, too. This is rapid fire comments back and forth, and it goes on for the yeah. first two minutes of this episode. They give you so much in two minutes. I was going to say, like, the first two minutes of this in this first back and forth is just it it's so hard to keep up and it was funny the the back and forth like what they were saying was funny but i can't remember a goddamn thing that they said because yeah. it was so rapid fire in a lot of this and 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 very canadian whole, yes very canadian <laughs> yeah. and very fast i also i think obviously i think it's very canadian but i think a lot of it too is just very this show like, I don't think Big Shoots yeah. is specifically a Canadian saying. I think that's a letter Kenny slang saying. You know we I mean? have some Canadian viewers. If you know Big Shoots, I mean, Big Shoots would know. be Big Shooter. I think it's a hockey reference. I mean, we know what it means, but I don't think it's a common saying. It's, t- it's tough to say. Yeah. Our Canadian viewers can tell us on our social media. Which yeah, let us know. S21pod.com. You can find uh, the links everywhere to get in touch with us. Yeah. Let us know, buddy. Right from there, they start talking to Wayne about, I guess he went through a breakup recently, so they're getting on him about that. And uh, it's a lot, the way they talk is like, hey, I heard about your breakup, buddy. She was a sweetie for five years, right? Your high school sweetie, right? What's the two years? He says, he's like, heard she cheated on you, buddy. That's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. It's too bad to tell you not how to not fight anymore, buddy. I love hearing you say the fucking line. I'm trying to say it like, like you can't do good. justice if it's slow. Um, but it's so much buddy and bro after every line from the hockey players. Like, you know, when they speak because almost exclusively every time they talk ends in a little buddy or a bro like that or boys they use boys a lot too i like that when they had their little back and forth too they um they they ended it with fourth line for life bro <laughs> which means like <laughs> i mean for I mean, if you watch hockey the fourth line is like the the, the worst line the worst line yeah you know yeah. You, you're still you know you made it on the team but you're on the team you're still playing but yeah you're you're barely on the team if you're the and they're like bragging that they're the fourth line guys now do they play hockey for like uh it doesn't get addressed here but i'm just curious if they play hockey for like a semi-pro team or are they just like living their high school days what did you guys think they play in like i could tell you or you can tell me what you think it's just like a beer league that they play in oh okay all right i thought that they were just like reliving like high school glory they're not even in like quadruple a this is just like local town hockey yeah oh okay and and they don't make the team sometimes (laughs) they're not (laughs) the greatest players in the world but we're gonna stay we'll, we'll we'll try to stay to episode one as best we can but one thing that I thought was notable from that conversation, too, through all that, is it gets noted that in his time with his ex-girlfriend, he stopped fighting. And that seemed to be like a big thing that gets brought up from time to time throughout the whole episode, the idea that Wayne no longer fights. And and I was very curious, that this is the first time it comes up, but as it came up later on, it was, why is that so important to everybody that he doesn't fight anymore? Well, I think it, I think it does a good job of establishing that he at one point did fight a lot. Yeah, that you, you know? knew this guy was like a like a wild hitter. But it's one thing that you're someone who used to fight a lot and no longer does. But the fact that it almost seemed important to everybody that he should fight again. Well, it's also like Canadian hockey culture too, where like everybody just fights, right? It's normal. So when somebody doesn't, it's abnormal. The way I took it was he was very tough when he did fight, and now that he doesn't, it's everybody's chance to take shots at him because they know he won't do anything. That's just how I took it without any Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an element of that. And there is, because there's a little bit of a, almost like a challenge on their part because they're saying it, that there is a little pushback from like Wayne and Daryl 
and then the hockey guys get a little, you know, chest out and, you know, the, uh, Riley takes his shirt off and he, he says, you looking for a Tilly buddy? <laughs> Again, <laughs> Tilly's a big one. L- too, let's yeah. have a Donnybrook. <laughs> I don't know what any of these things mean. I don't know if these are Canadian terms, Letterkenny terms, or just things like, you know, so I just, you know, you just have to look at the context of what they're saying and when and just try to piece it together as best you can. I, I could only do slang from one country at a time. I can do British and, and American right now. I'll move up to Canada now. Oh, Tilly. Let's have a Donnybrook. That doesn't sound... Donnybrook is in the dictionary, uh, the Merriam... The Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It's just a free-for-all brawl. Okay. It's like the kind of thing you would hear, like, Gordon Soley say on, like, Florida Wrestling. Like, a Pier 6 brawl, we've got a Donnybrook. It's like an old-timey thing. I'm surprised you haven't used it then, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off, you say. (laughs) Better watch out, Sonny. I'll box your ear. (laughs) And then I like that. In that point, too, when their shirts come off, I think it was not when um Riley, but uh, who's the other one? What's Jonesy. the other one's name? Jonesy. When Jonesy takes his shirt off, he has like this, just like a little patch of hair from, you know, his uh, it's belly like button down. perfectly quaffed happy trail. And then they just start getting him, <laughs> getting on him about that. What do they call it? Like a, like a treasure trail or whatever? A treasure trail. Yeah, treasure. He looks like a 12-year-old Dutch girl. <laughs> so fucking great. I also love, too, that he takes his shirt off and he has his sunglasses on. And his question back to that is, what kind of backwards pageantry is that? Like, every fucking... It's, like, sing-songy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, you guys do CrossFit? You can cross-fuck off. <laughs> Cross-fart. <laughs> Those two lines, I was like, okay, that's where I know everyone will laugh, because it's not trying to be too clever. It's just making words funnier. Like, CrossFit, you can cross-fuck off. It's a masterclass in dovetailing with the way the acting is like it's it's just right up against each line is another line from another person and it's just i can't imagine that's easy to do uh and they do it well hard to do and probably hard to edit one question do you guys think that this is scripted or do you think each of these actors are kind of just going and improvising these i'm thinking this is scripted this is very scripted this is very tight that was way too much to be improvised yeah Yeah, very specific i'm sure there are degrees of improvising but for the most part i think these are like scripted word for word and okay. i'm sure within time too like once people got their characters and the sort of rhythm of this show and the language of it there's probably some more then but the very beginning it's so tight and so specific it's got to be all scripted there's some oh. uh mind games going on at this point too because now <laughs> these hockey kids are thinking they're about to you know square up and then all of a sudden wait and daryl just start asking them how often they jerk off <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go play with the five fingers eh he's like how many times have you pulled your horn today bud <laughs> like, oh oh she's bashville oh come on kitten <laughs> oh it's so funny i love it's a situation too where like i'm not that person like i will talk so much shit and then someone will be like i'm gonna beat your ass and i'm like oh no i'm not tough i don't know how to handle this part of it where like these dudes are all so willing to fight like i don't know what that other part of it is you know it's different ends of people who fight or have been in fights too because there's like i'm sure the hockey guys have been in their share of fights but to to be on like wayne's perspective of it that you can go into it so calmly and daryl's where they can just mess with these guys in the moment too like because it's tough when you get into a fight your adrenaline gets up sometimes and you're not thinking clear and, and you're all ready to go if you can still joke around and be smooth like that it's sh- it's so good for you as a fighter because you're at you can think as you're moving and you're not getting ahead of yourself and just acting erratically. So the fact that they're able to joke with them as this back and forth is happening is says a lot about Wayne and 
how much he can conduct himself in a fight. Yeah, he's just not worried either. Like, even if he were to fight, he knew these dudes weren't going to be a problem. Right. Even though he doesn't fight anymore, he knows his abilities. Like, if you're if you're that confident in your ability, then, like, you can just rip these dudes apart and never question or worry about it once. Also, some of these uh, J.O. terms that they're going over, I don't know if any of these were terms you guys had heard before or used in the past, but... A little five-on-one, hit the kitten, mix a batch, <laughs> feed the ducks, distribute some free literature. <laughs> That's the best one of them. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm... I want to say if, if I had heard any of them, maybe mix a batch. Maybe. Yeah, maybe five-on-one is... Uh, yeah, I think five-on-one I've heard, but that's it. I haven't heard any of them. It's funny, too, because watching it, I knew the distributing literature literature one was going to be Gordo's favorite for some reason. It stood out to me. <laughs> well, was that in, like, their motion when they do it? You also, like, it's hard <laughs> to see... Oh, you like the meant, motion yeah. when they're jerking off. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's another one for the soundboard. Yeah, whose boner is jerking off motion, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just get it all out there. Clip that. Clip that. Put that put that on the internet. Um no, but when they're going back and forth, he's making a motion of shaking out, you know, like like suntan lotion. No, or yeah, something. I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. And uh it, it but that's the only one that they do it on was the distributing the free literature. And it was it, I don't know why, but that it lent itself to be even funnier to me and when uh when that concluded is when katie finally comes back out because when they dropped her off she went in the house for a minute and as she comes out she sees her brother and and his friend fighting with her boyfriends i guess and uh tells her boyfriends to uh to get out so they go back in the car and take off and then we get this cut scene again of wayne again standing in front of the barn he says it's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trails. I'm having a really hard time reciting some of these lines, I will by say the way. you skipped over one of my favorite part of that scene, and I think this is the thing the that jinx. makes me like this show so much, is the little asides, where they do the jinx, buy me a Coke. That is their leaving. I'll never, buy, goes, you I'll never buy you a Coke. <laughs> I'll never buy you a Coke. It's that little shit. There's a line in this episode later on, and I've probably seen this episode 15 times, that I had never heard before, and I like laughed for like 20 minutes watching it, because I had never heard it, and it's that kind of a line, where it's like, it's so thrown away and almost buried in the mix where you're like oh holy shit that's so funny i'm gonna announce it when we get to that line but i'm gonna like internally i'm trying to guess what it is but we'll get to it uh from there we get to the actual intro which is just a quick there's some theme music playing and then just kind of a piece of wood that's being stamped with the name of the show and and like a logo with it like a dog logo again i hate going ahead but they don't address what that logo means is that something that means more down the road yeah the beer they're always drinking that's the logo of the beer it's called okay puppers yeah but it's weird that they don't address that because they mentioned the whiskey that they drink in this when they go to the bar later yeah it's weird so we, we, the, with this show in general talking to you guys it's it's being made clear it's this is episode one it's their pilot episode but it's not you know they're in, introducing you to their world as if it's already been going on this could have easily yeah. been episode four you know there's nothing to differentiate there's not a lot of establishing stuff well this didn't start as a show this was a youtube series first okay right. well that makes sense then but it was it was ju- you know like the barn shots where they're sort of going back and forth talking like the sure is you know beats guys with treasure trails that was what the show was first it was just youtube videos of daryl and uh wayne and it would like cut from one to the other and they would do like the rapid fire this kind of okay talking. and that lasted i think they did like 15 or 20 episodes on youtube and then so they, there was no like story arcs attached no, it to was it. just them being funny in this like weird ontario character okay 
And I think you can still watch those because we watched them like last year. They're called Letterkenny Stories, I think. Letterkenny Problems. From there, we go back to Daryl heads into Wayne and Katie's house for breakfast. And she informs Daryl that they're all out of yogurt. But he's like, oh, it's fine. I brought some from home. <laughs> he just showed up with a thing of yogurt. This is an interesting thing. Like, like Nick had pointed this out. So like they meet up every day after work. They work in separate places. They all work in barns or farms of some sort. But they hang out at breakfast before work. And they hang out after work every day. Oh, see, I always yeah. just assumed, again, not addressed in episode one, that Wayne and Daryl would work together. I figured like that produce stand was something that they both were financially invested in. Now he works at a dairy barn. If you like, you can see like the logo on his chest. Can we get a crossover where they hang out with Polly Shaw and from Son in Law? Thank God I'm a country boy, buddy. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Meat group. <laughs> and uh, while they're at breakfast, this is when uh, Katie and Daryl are both talking to Wayne, and they're asking him about if he had talked to Angie yet, which is his ex girlfriend, and that it's been about a month, and. They're also telling him that, like, you know, it's time to, like, get back out there and start dating again. And Katie says, like, you need to have sex, which I was like, that's so weird for her to say to her brother. Yeah, one thing they never address in the show is you, they they do address, like, a couple episodes later that they had, like, really hard childhood growing up. But you never know anything about their parents or why they're so close. It's kind of an odd thing, though. Yeah, like, you wouldn't, if my sister said that to me, I'd be like, whoa, back up this train. Not happening. Yeah, it felt really strange for her to just be like, you need to go have sex. I don't know. It's a weird line for me there. I don't know. Are they, they've got to be close enough in age. I almost wonder if they were like, kind of like not biological twins. I mean, they're definitely super close in age, although she seems like she's maybe a bit younger. Yeah, like maybe like a year or so younger, like, but close enough in age where they'd hang out. So maybe it wouldn't be so weird. To say that, if you had a brother or sister that close in age to you? Just with that friend group, she's just one of the guys, basically. Mm, that's true. Yeah. And Daryl follows up by saying that he should go with him to that Christian group that he <laughs> hangs out at, which does come into play later on, but I guess that's how he goes about finding Christian girls. girl. Yeah. And uh, right before that, actually, the one thing I skipped by is they, uh, this is again, they mention his lack of fighting. It was like, you're not even fighting anymore. It's like, why is, I don't know why, even if he was good at it, I don't know why everyone wants him to fight so bad because that's not a good habit to be in. But I guess maybe culture is different there. So I don't think they want him to fight. I think that's just such a big part of his life before that. Now that he doesn't part of it, he's changed is what they're pointing out. And I think Ferg is like spot on for, for this. And it's, again, it's a weird thing. like analyzing a show you've seen all of and trying to just keep the pilot in mind, but it becomes too big. The fighting thing does get explained. Well, it does get addressed in this episode, but like, it was just really weird. I agree. It was just really weird that they keep bringing it up. So you got to know it's got to come like down the pike soon enough. I think this is one of those things that is very much symptomatic of how TV shows, we've talked about this before, we've touched on it a little bit, but how TV shows are made now versus how they were 20 years ago, where they just expect that the credits won't even roll all the way through before episode two is just playing so you don't watch it as 10 episodes anymore you watch it as one five-hour movie right so then you never even think about it because now watching one episode at a time which i had never done i'm like oh and you guys are talking about it i'm like oh that is kind of weird they don't address that because every time i've ever watched it before, yeah because by the time it. you took a break from it yeah you had already yeah you already realized it and like you couldn't have done that with a show in 1987 or 1997 or even 2007 right but yeah now this is just how tv is I also like that in Daryl's attempts to get Wayne to go to this uh, youth group with them, 
Katie was kind of like, you know, why don't you just finish your yogurt to Daryl? And she says there's st- uh, millions of starving kids in the world. And he's like, yeah, name 10. <laughs> <laughs> Her look at him, too. Like, what the fuck? It was such a good line, yeah. too. It was, just, it was like, it's funny because you think about it that way. It's like, obviously, it's a big problem. But then it's like, all right, does this personally affect you? And you, you think back, like, I really don't, I can't name anybody. So yeah, it's a way of being a real shithead about it without having to be too much of a shithead about it. Yeah. Technically right guy. And then after that, Wayne goes outside to, I don't know, just get away from that conversation, I assume. He probably doesn't want to talk about his ex-girlfriend, so he's just going to have a cigarette outside by himself, but Katie falls right behind. Uh, a dart. I have a dart. Yes, a dart, as as they keep saying. And she says, you need a distraction, something fun, and like shows him Tinder on her phone, and like you need Tinder, which apparently was already set up for him, because he just starts swiping immediately. He's just looking at it and trying to figure out how that works. I like to think that she made a profile for him. It's possible. Also, not how Tinder works at all. Knowing that Katie desperately wants her brother to have sex, apparently. So, yeah, she set up the Tinder form, did everything. Well, you just talk about nut sacks all the time. Just hoping that you can, you know, channel it somewhere else. Empty it out. I think she just sees her big brother, her protector, is hurt, and then she's trying to get him back on track. Well, maybe she should get him on something a little bit more serious, like, you know, an eHarmony or Christian Mingle. Well, even there, I've never used a dating app. Isn't there a farmer's date one, too? Farmers Farmers only. only. Yeah, there is farmers, farmers only. only. Yeah, yeah. Has anybody here ever that? used yeah. a dating app? I've just never used them before. It's it kind of yeah, came I, and went yeah. before. Yeah, was- like Tinder and Bumble and those things, which I personally like, despite having them, like hate them. It's it, the idea of them to me are if you're just swiping and you, it, there's a mini bio, right? That has your name and your height and you know, what's your religious beliefs? Do you drink? Do you smoke? And you write something witty about yourself at the bottom, like a half paragraph, but you're deciding like, Okay, you're just going through and you're bitten. forget all the profiles because most people aren't reading them that deep. So they're just swiping left and right saying, yes, I like your face. No, I don't like your face. So then you and someone on the other side, if in, in my case, heterosexual, I'm swiping for women. So if a woman's looking at me and happens to like my face as well, it'll say, hey, you two matched. Talk about it. <laughs> and now you just have to jump into some conversation where you're just saying some corny one-liner icebreaker or whatever to like engage in the conversation because all we know different from real life though you every relationship (laughs) is based on attraction first which then turns into interest sure but i think when you meet someone in the wild in public or through someone you when you meet them in person you get a little bit of a vibe for your personalities and if they match but when you're just matching on an app based mainly on the idea that you just like each other's face then all of a sudden you instantly have to engage in conversation. <laughs> and but you're not going to go for a girl in the wild that has an ugly face. You're going to see an attractive that's not, girl. But that's not the point. It. But there's a, I've Same never just, thing. I don't think the idea of people just randomly walking up at a bar and meeting a girl, like that doesn't happen as often as, I mean, it does happen, but not, not these days. <laughs> yeah. But most yeah. times you've met people in real life. If you've, you know, if, when you've met people that you started dating, it wasn't just a random event. Yes. You're attracted to them, but you were able to get a vibe for their personality upon meeting them right away too. It's not just as, as blank as, okay, start talking now. I'm with you, Jay. I think that like meeting people in real life is a different scenario. At our age, these apps are way more necessary because if I go to a bar, I feel like I'm 60 years old. <laughs> like, well, yeah, well, I think it's different. It probably depends on the bar or two. Not to, yeah, not to tangent into too long of a conversation about just dating, but... No, I think it's what your intent dating is. Lives, everybody. Yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're going to a bar specifically to find someone to date, yeah, that's different. I like the idea of that you would meet someone 
sporadically just something organically yeah. yeah and and then you just hit it off and things go from there more so than i'm looking for someone to date tonight let me go and meet a girl at this bar right friend of a friend at work at an event yeah something just organically happens exactly trolling a bar yeah that uh that'll conclude this week's tinder talk <laughs> to get back into the show i actually at this point didn't know that she was his brother so i was sitting there like just when there. she was like Oh, you know, maybe you should go have sex. I was like, why don't you just fuck him? That's a whole different show. <laughs> That's a very different show. Yeah. So you didn't, when, when she went home, did you think they were just roommates? Yeah, I didn't because it was never addressed. It was. No, it was Daryl because Daryl said something to Wayne about like, I can't believe your sister's dating these two nutsacks. That was like it, the first it, thing it, said. It must have yeah. gone so fast that it went over that, my head. Again, yeah, it's a lot of quick dialogue. So if, if you blinked, you, you know, you would have missed that or you would have missed the fact that she's dating both of them. Yeah, I didn't know that she was dating both of them either. So again, that's news to me, too. I don't know. I don't know if I was the only one that caught that or not. And speaking of, like, right at this point is when these two show up again and uh, they get on him for <laughs> smoking. And the kids like smokes are for <laughs> smokes are for jokes, bud. Put it out before it puts you out, bud. Trash the ash, pal. And they were dipping the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when they went back and when they were fighting the first time. Hold they were my like, spitter. Hold my dip cup. Or, yeah. Hold my spitter. Like so. I mean, dip is worse than smoking. It is also, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are friends with any hockey players. It, it is so painfully accurate how these guys are portrayed to some guys I know that play like beer league hockey. It's it's very, very close. And also, we grew up in a pretty big hockey town, and these dudes are very accurate to a lot of people we grew up For with. For sure. Yeah. Katie, <laughs> Katie grabs the lit cigarette, though, and tosses it in the Jeep as they're heckling them about the cigarettes. And they're so painfully Canadian right there because they're like put it out put it out someone put it out <laughs> you're making canadian fans not happy right now gordo Ooples and bananas <laughs> and then <laughs> and as that scene concludes we get to uh it cuts back to the fruit stand <laughs> and we got wayne daryl katie and now dan it's the first time squirrely we meet dan. dan squirrely dan squirrely dan squirrely dan and they're asking uh for him to tell the fish hook story does anyone want to overcount the story? Do any of you guys know it well enough to tell it? I mean, I can give uh, the minutes, I guess. I can give you like an overview where they were they were riding down the they were riding down the street and the with the Confederate flag in the back of their truck and the- incorrect. You were incorrect already. All right, Joe, you saw somebody else who had a Confederate flag in the back of their truck. Oh, okay. That's why they threw the window to smash the window because they were dudes with the Confederate flag on their truck. And then the Federales caught them. And they were had to run up a tree. Squirrely Dan had to run up a tree. And Wayne had just a pair of shorts on. And that, like, he didn't like that. And I guess that they took a taser and shot Squirrely Dan, but it got hooked around his nipple ring. And then they shot it, and they said it fried his nipple. And they ripped it out like a fish hook. Yeah, ripped it out like a fish hook. And the big joke here, too, is when you see Squirrely Dan, who's, like, a bigger dude in overalls, he's just not who you'd ever expect to be wearing a nipple ring. Yeah. And I think the one time I ever sent anybody in our group chat something from Letterkenny to be like, if you will ever like this show, here is one clip. It is a Squirrely Dan clip where he's talking about something that, again, you would not expect him to be talking about. How how do you describe him? He's a burly, bearded, big overall man. Like I think that's it. He's yeah. one of the Godwins. I was, that, that's what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Is he Phineas I or Henry O? The, the percentage of our listeners who are wrestling fans is not what I would like it to be for the amount of wrestling references we throw in. But yes, if you are familiar with the Godwins, he's uh, he's definitely the third Godwin boy. Wasn't there a legit third Godwin? Like no, it was Spike just Hillbilly Dudley? Jim. 
No, Hillbilly Jim was the third one. He was like the he manager. Was with them. Because oh, yeah, he was okay. their uncle, I want to say. Or I'm mean, thinking of Uncle Elmer from the 80s. You're probably thinking of Uncle Elmer. Yeah, he, that was with Hillbilly Jim Stop. back Stop. <laughs> and to go back mid-story, there's a point where you get a, like, a vibe for how he talks. And uh, he's telling Katie that Yuse makes the most delicious trail mix. I got to say, that's what I appreciate about you. A lot of that's extra what I appreciate actions. about you is also a big calling card of the show. Yeah, oh, is that what you appreciate about me? Yeah, like that whole interaction. That is yeah, that happens constant. every episode. There's also, it, it comes up later on, but like where Daryl and her act almost like brother and sister and don't get along. Girly Dan is always by accident hitting on her and then getting <laughs> yeah. himself in trouble, which is a, a really fun thing that goes through the show. Also, during that story, there was a reference to the movie Cool Hand Luke, which we've referenced before on our show. We for sure have. Boy, can't eat no 50 eggs. <laughs> I also like to, he's a, they're talking about he's a pertinent or any Kevin Costner, which is fucking great. Uh, I also like when Dan goes, I cried. I'm not even ashamed to admit that. I'm not even ashamed to admit that. His character, just the way he speaks and how different he is than you think he would be, I think really makes their crew. There's another episode where he stands up in an auditorium and tells everybody to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I fucking lost it. I think he's exactly how I would think he'd be, though. Not to talk about anything else in the show, but he says, I appreciate what you, that you paid attention to my butt's hole, which I think is maybe the greatest lie I've ever said on television ever. This is a tough one, man. I feel like you guys aren't super into it, and we know too much about it, and we're yeah. hitting a weird wall. No, it's not about it's not being super episode. into it. It's it's just tough to, again, to retell the stories. It's really tough because, again, their cadence in, in the way they present things are so different than the way I could naturally just explain it back. So it does no justice to the stories. It doesn't follow any type of, you know, format or or typical format anyways like it's definitely its own thing and so i guess to even talk about it from a new viewer's perspective i imagine can be tough because it just it's not it doesn't flow a, a normal way without giving too much away i absolutely love this show and you couldn't pay me to do a podcast about it weekly because it's so hard to describe what's happening i mean yeah right full way. full disclosure to, to peel it back a little bit for the people listening i told all these guys privately like i don't know how to present this show it's very difficult to talk about the way that they talk because it's just so unique so i mean i would recommend to any of you guys who are listening who aren't familiar with the show letter can you to at least watch episode one because there's no way to justify do justice rather to the way that they present their dialogue it's just so different and unique to them that you'd have to really like at least watch a few minutes to get the vibe for how things work and although the show has plenty of plot points that's so dialogue driven that's hard to go through it yeah well i was gonna say too was that i had a hard time just discerning a lot of this because of how fast they talked like this is definitely a show for like someone like me who is hard of hearing like you need a uh, uh what do they call them Closed captions. Closed captions. And even those would be, they'd be moving quick. Yeah, they'd be moving too quick for me to, to, to get to it. So, I mean, that, not to not to give you an idea, but yeah. giving you an idea. And I want to say, Kate, this is right around when Katie recommends, uh, she says it's Thursday, Thursday, so, you know, they might as well go balls deep on a bottle of Gus and Brew tonight. So I guess that's their, is that their whiskey of choice? Yeah. And uh, also, I think it closed out with Daryl finds a four-leaf clover. And it's like, make a wish. And Wayne goes, wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. That's also not how four-leaf clovers work. They're just lucky. You don't make wishes on them. They do. No, you don't. They're just lucky. I always thought you made a wish on them. Yeah, I did too. No, those are the things you blow on. The dandelions that become, like, white. That become allergies. Yes. 
You blow on it. You go, I wish I don't sneeze for 10 minutes after. Yeah, and then <laughs> guess what? You always lose. The wish never yeah. comes true. Yeah. I wish my eyes don't puff up the second I blow on this. <laughs> Dandelions. <laughs> Dandelions. You can you can wish on a four-leaf clover if you hold it over your head or put it in your shoe. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck me then. Yeah. <laughs> You're Irish, aren't you? Like, I thought that that's like this big thing in Ireland that they, they wish on them. Yeah, I thought they were just lucky. No clovers in your shoe, bud? <laughs> Hold my spitter. <laughs> Got treasure trove there, pal. Big gloves, bud. And that's uh from from that scene is actually when they head to the local bar, which is Modine's. Is, is that correct? Yes. Is that Modine's. like a, that? Is that a constant for them too? That's the bar they always hang at. It turns into Modine's two at some point, and Modine's three. <laughs> yeah, they for some the reason that bar keeps burning down in the storyline of the show, but it's always run by that same bartender. Who you Just keep get getting it. ahead, huh? Yeah, <laughs> as I'm saying, it's so hard because it's such a weird. It exists as one long. I feel like I need to like explain some of the things because without the context of the rest of the show, it doesn't make any sense. I know, that's I know. What makes but a pilot a pilot. Like I understand, but what I'm telling you is, it's very hard to not try to explain why this is weird. Right, you know right I mean? there with you, Nick. It's, yeah. it's very hard to not like be like, and this is why the whole point of our show, S1E1 is to watch a pilot episode without any context of anything else and and just judge it based on what we're seeing on the pilot episode. This is legitimately, I will say, the hardest time I've ever had on any show we've done in, what, 48 episodes or whatever it's been so far. This is the hardest I've been able to disassociate. I'm usually the one who... Yeah, yeah, I get get it. It's tough. I can't give you a hard time. This is when they head to the bar, though, and... Katie asked right away if Angie's working, so I didn't realize that Angie works at the bar, so that their normal hangout is where Wayne has to encounter his ex-girlfriend all the time, although we do not meet her in this episode, you know, to jump ahead. We we do not see her. You can't drink somewhere else. (laughs) It's a small town, right? It's a really small town, yeah. That's like the, they're a rural farming community, and that's that's the local watering hole. Don't let the liquor store and drink at your house. It's not like they're, they're still just socializing with one another. Yeah. <laughs> but there's other people there because you meet McMurray, you meet these different people in that situation. And luckily, yeah, luckily Katie's not working. It's Gail behind the um behind the bar. I mean, take that for what it's worth. Gail is a very interesting character right off the bat. Oh, yeah. She's got some fucking teeth. You see, like, <laughs> she's like a horse. Like, <laughs> like my God. Uh, I didn't notice it at first until when she's drunk. I don't want to go hard when she's drunk later and like get in their face. They like stick out and they can poke his fucking eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. They are pretty large teeth. Yeah. She has some long teeth. Yeah. So in any event, uh, when they all sit down, they order four shots of that Gus and brew. They offer, you know, to, you know, pour one for yourself. Gaylor as, as uh, I think Daryl calls her. Is that her actual name? By the way, Gaylor. Or is that just being funny? So. Yeah. I think that's just their... Yeah, just being fun. And then she says, oh, thanks, but I'm off the sauce. And she starts going over all the vitamins she's taking now. And after she lists, like, you know, the 20 vitamins she's taking instead of drinking, Wayne's like, yeah, but how many darts, though? Meaning, you know, cigarettes. And she said 20 to 25. So she's a little over a pack. She said sometimes she'll go, like, up to a pack and a half, but never two. A pack and a half a day is a lot of smoking. Went so it it's been yeah. many, many. I know you know. I, I we got some smokers on the panel. I uh, no longer. I'm I'm nicotine free these days. I think at my height of cigarettes, though, I was at pack and a half a day. Was my like Jesus. steady for a little yeah, while? Yeah, you smoke. I mean, in true J fashion, you do nothing unless yeah. it's in excess. So I'm all I, yeah. all in on everything I do. 
never anything positive. Yeah, at our younger days, with our as with minimal sleep, a lot of caffeine, and drinking all the time, I would definitely hit days where I would hit a whole pack when you were like twenty because you were up for eighteen hours and you're just drinking and smoking like it's high <laughs> youth. Yeah, yeah, once you start drinking, because that's the problem with that, too, right? Once you start drinking, you know, you're just overly smoking. Somebody else lights a cigarette yeah. up, and you light one up. The day after drinking with, like, the smoker's lung, party like, you get party lung, it's the Ugh. fucking worst, dude. But yeah, she's smoking almost two packs a day. And so they, they said 20 to 25, and I I forget, I, I remember buying packs of cigarettes in Canada before. Are there more than 20 cigarettes in a pack in Canada? There were 25. Because I, I think I there were 25. I was in Canada a couple years ago. We bought cigarettes, and they were just... 20 if you buy the okay. american brand but i could have sworn there was like a canadian brand that had 25 oh maybe yeah we were just buying marlboros so i remember I buying a pack of canadian cigarettes out there but i don't remember i mean it was like a one-off so i don't remember i specifically remember buying the long pack because it, it was long and the <laughs> crushed it with their fucking huge heel in the goddamn strip club yeah. my goodness the sex worker, Gordo. <laughs> well, also, that's a much longer story to be told. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Sorry. She wasn't a She was a, she was a, uh, a stripper. And I was at a strip club in Montreal. Backpedaling. <laughs> and it was Anyways. like the coolest story. And like, for wasn't there. I know. Because my friends are assholes. What was that? And why did she step on the cigarettes? Because, she, no, so she come. all right, fine, fine, let me, let me start it off. But you don't have to give the gory details, but, like, there was it an accident, or did no, she, like, take them from no, you and No, she just literally came with her fucking huge, like, clear boot, and she put it on my leg, and she was like, would you like a lap dance, big boy? And I was like, what the fuck, you just crushed my fucking pack of cigarettes, dude. And then the bouncer <laughs> came and literally Are you fucking kidding, guy? Up. <laughs> literally picked me up and, and fucking did one of those and tossed me right out on uh bruce a catherine you got the dj jazzy jeff who's actually referenced earlier in this I episode thought the squire was the first time you got kicked out of a strip club <laughs> it's no. the norm for you <laughs> nope nope i've been i've been I've been everywhere, man. Yeah. To quote Johnny I'm saying Catherine's too. You know, those bouncers are just trained to be like the second one idiot American even looks like they're going to say something they shouldn't. We're just throwing the fuck oh, out. It's, it's not worth it's, it. Yeah. I mean, of course, in my massive stature, you know, they, they, they knew that they had to, they had a problem. So they had to just address it right yeah. then and there. For those of you, again, if you guys go to S1E1Pod.com or S1E1Pod and you follow our Instagram or any socials, you'll see video clips we like to post uh, clips from our Zoom meeting so you can see us uh, have discussions from the show. Uh, you'll see how big and tough Gordo is if you want to watch any of those clips. Congress banning these guns right here. Also, I thought it was interesting. So from that point, they so they take their shots of the Gus and Brew or whatever. And um, it's a typical, like, you get a nice shot of them all shooting it back and then slamming the, the shot glass on the bar, which I know is like a popular thing. But I've never done that in my life. I've never just slammed a shot glass down after doing a shot when i first started drinking because of tv i thought that's what you were supposed to do yeah i mean people do it legitimately but i've never but that that is why i did it though it was from television we were doing shots way too often and we would like it just kept getting longer and longer and uh there was this terrible show called crazy hearts nashville that was like one of those fake reality shows about a bunch of dudes trying to like make it as quote unquote country singers and like the one super drunk dude on it he'd be like i want to do a shot you know take the, the shot glass and spin it around his head and then do the shot so now if there's ever a time where kelsey and i do a shot we do the spin around the head then we do the like letter kenny and then we clink them it's like a 24 minute process to get the two ounces of alcohol down our throat that like once a year we do a shot now 
I love the double tap. Well, that's what we were talking uh, as you step back in. The whole slamming the, the shot glass in the bar, is that, is that a practice you do when you go out? Because I've never actually done that. Not twice. I do it twice now because of this show. But you would do but... it at least once, like shoot it back and then slam the glass down? No, not really. I don't think so. I remember, yeah, I remember actually when I used to drink. Yeah, I used to up, down, up, tap it once. But like, you bar. don't hit it hard against the bar because you're not a jerk and you want to break no, the no, glass. No, 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 no. You just out. make like a small like little tap. Like you just do it, you know, just a little tap, just enough to make contact. And then you shoot it and then put it back down is it meant to be like a signal that everyone go like is that what like the point like i thought that's what it was i think it's like like, you're all doing at the same time sort of thing yeah 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 it's supposed to be like one two three boom 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 after they all do the shot is when wayne says that he has to go hang a piss (laughs) and uh dan's like oh fuck that one this scene coming up i didn't write anything down because I was just really laughing so hard, being like, what is Gordo going to say about everything Squirrely Dan says? I like didn't even write. I was just like, this is going to be my favorite part of the episode, is just how much did Gordo love this one scene? Well, as soon as Wayne says that he has to piss, Dan's like, oh, fuck, I'm about to give birth to a pound of fudge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to Wayne. He runs into the bathroom. This is what I thought was weird. Wayne goes in the bathroom and you see three urinals. So it's not a single person bathroom. So yeah, Dan could have gone. Dan could have oh, just yeah. went to the bathroom when Wayne went in. <laughs> yeah, nobody was in the stall. The only thing I can think of is that Dan didn't want to subject Wayne to the stench. Like, he I wanted guess, to do that but if you have to go that bad. He was growing a tail. So the, yeah, there's three there's three urinals, and uh, Wayne Wayne goes far right, and he's just you know doing his thing at the urinal, and that's when uh, another gentleman, McMurray, right? He he walks in, and how are you now? Yeah, <laughs> they do, and there's a little back and forth. At first, he's talking uh, to Wayne about Angie's new dude. He's like, "What a fucking dandy." <laughs> It's, uh, he's he's kind of talking about him a little bit and talking shit, and then they kind of move on. And but and towards the end, he's like he's he talks about like how he has like the with Justin Bieber eyes, and he's I thought this is maybe the funniest part of the whole episode because he's giving him this weird face, like trying to like emulate how he perceives Justin Bieber to look, and he's like Wayne, look, well, they're Wayne, look, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's like. He doesn't want to look look at him right now. And this is the J scene because then somebody comes up in the middle and then to piss yeah. just pulls his entire pants down. Yes. Look at that in my notes. He pees like J. Alexander. <laughs> Alexander is my favorite character on the show. I'm glad that we all noted that he's just pissing like J. <laughs> well, what I do like about Alexander, so so there are three urinals and he comes and takes the middle one. And the first thing he does when he walks up to them, he goes, this must be where all the dicks hang out, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I like that, though, because that makes that situation, to me, less awkward. If he just, like, sidled in between the two dudes, because they all know each other, shoulder to shoulder, like, elbows were touching while they pissed. If you don't make a joke, it's weirder than if you do. And those are those urinals that go all the way to the floor, too. You gotta gotta walk up and just let one rip, and then let everyone laugh. And just uh, tinkle, 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 burn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i looked at it takes three tinkles first and then that they he replied with our dicks hang out yours looks like a mushroom in a cornfield <laughs> <laughs> all kidding aside i that's the worst pet peeve in the world i hate when people talk to me in the stalls <laughs> the urinals i mean a urinal if you're separated from me if you were like shoulder to shoulder with me i wouldn't want you to talk to me yeah. We're far enough, I deal with it. If I was in a stall and you talk to me, I'm not going to answer you. Uh, yeah, I, I said stall. I met urinal. Like, if any one of us walked into a bathroom together, we're at a bar and we're having a conversation and we keep the conversation as we go to the urinal, 
if we stopped talking to me, that would be super weird. But if we were if one of us is in there and the other walked in, and then you just were like, so my wife the other day, I'd be like, okay, let's hold off for a second. Yeah, I think the like, closeness you, you have to the person stride, too. I, yeah, context is king in that situation. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know, how many times have you just been like, I've definitely pissed with each one of you next to you, like, in a field or something. You know what I mean? Like, in somebody's backyard, <laughs> and you never think about it. Yeah, you know, when we just, you know, in a field together, side by side, peeing. <laughs> it sounds so weird the way you, you say it. It does sound weird, but you know what I mean? Like, you're drinking somewhere outside, somewhere weird, yeah, and you're sure. like, I gotta piss too, and you're just talking next to each other. There's no urinals or dividers. You don't give a shit then. It's it's weird about <laughs> where you are. Jay's just got his pants around his ankles. <laughs> yeah, Jay always <laughs> pants down. <laughs> Always trips. I will say it's been it, close to uh, not l- long enough that it should be, but you know, at least <laughs> ten to fifteen years, right? <laughs> Since I last. I did don't that. believe you. You had to have done it to be funny recently. No, young twenties. <laughs> I stopped in my young twenties, and I'll be thirty-six soon. So it's you been just a bit. do it at home sometimes alone, just for the thrill of the old days. <laughs> just pissing with your pants on. Listen, now. if. I think we talked about it. Did we we talked about it on an episode here before, so I, I don't want to get too into it. And just re- keep retelling old stories, but yeah, don't worry. Everyone already knows you're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the idea of I don't know. I still think the idea of it is funny. It was funny in the episode to see someone do it. When you go the it's the kindergarten style. When you go, you know, pants to your ankles to pee. It's just like it's because it's so awkward and funny. I never did that in kindergarten. <laughs> no, oh, I, I did, did and I, I did it once, and then I learned real quick that you don't do that. Ooh, oh. I don't want the follow up to that story. <laughs> I don't I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather cut <laughs> oh, that story no, right no, there. No, no one like no one won't put their finger up my 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 butt snatch, but you know they. <laughs> Why do you just dig these holes for yourself? Uh, just sometimes it just doesn't need to be said. I'm just saying that people are like, oh, no, you can't do that. Anyways, I, I so Alexander starts getting into that same conversation that uh, the other guy had got into about, you know, Angie's new dude. It says the same thing, though. What a fucking dandy. And Wayne walks off and he goes, dandy. eyes on your own work there, Super Chief. I love Super Chief so much. When he comes out of the bathroom, that's when Dan's like running back in. He's like, thank Christ, Wayne. I'm pushing clubs here. Get out of the way. I'm growing a tail. <laughs> and then he clogs the toilet. And then he, he you know. What's the, the line, line Gordo, when he clogs the toilet? Because I feel like that was such a Gordo line. I didn't write it down. because I, like, I didn't write it down. I didn't write. I was on a train. He says, bring the plunger. You may need to break it up or something like he that. Said, yeah, I said, Gail, looks like John's allergic to fudge. <laughs> John's allergic to fudge. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know me and how much I hate poop humor. I don't laugh at any of that shit ever. The John's allergic to fudge. <laughs> but uh, when uh, when Wayne's back at the bar with with Daryl, you can see that um, the bartender Gail. I should mention actually. I I apologize because when they did the shots, that's when Gail was like, "Oh, I might as well join you." It'd be rude if I didn't. So she swigs from the bottle right after saying that she's no longer drinking. So to go back now, you can see that Gail is already visibly intoxicated after not. Very long after originally, you know, like, saying how she long wasn't was drinking. this pee? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it kicked in quick apparently, and she's being very aggressive towards uh, Wayne at that point, and she's like right up to him, and she's kind of trying to put some moves on him, and Daryl's like, Jesus, your breath could stop a Mack truck right now. <laughs> now, uh, does she have bad breath or is it just a ton of booze? I think it's bad breath because as okay, she keeps going, 
as she keeps going, Wayne then pulls out a pack of gum and just like gestures to her like, yeah, you, you really need to invest in some of this right now. If you're drinking all day and smoking 25 cigarettes, you're not going to have great breath. It's probably hard to brush all those teeth. <sighs> but I think there's a difference between like cigarette and booze breath versus just, you know, bad breath. You know, they're like separate. Neither of them are appealing, but they're they're different. She's such a weirdly amazing physical actor, too. Where like She just like contorts herself whenever she's talking. It's like, I don't even know how she does it. And uh, during, I think, that conversation also was, that was Daryl trying to talk Wayne one more time and to like, hey, let's just go to this youth group. Let's let's just go. And I think just because of everything going on at the bar and maybe the fact that it was his, where his ex-girlfriend works, he's like, yeah, I'm, you know what? I will get out of here. So they eventually head over to the no, uh, she, the church she hits on him. And that's when he goes, you know what? I will go to that church thing. Ah, yeah, yeah, that, make, that makes uncomfortable. sense. That was probably the, the final straw at that point. So after they leave the bar, we get this really weird scene where, so according to the show that the, these guys are the skids, but they're really just like industrial goth guys. And you just see them all. It's just this random dance scene where they're all just looking and doing these <laughs> strange dances. But it's it's just like there's a very viral like video. Thomas the Tank one. It's a bunch of goth kids like under a bridge, like industrial, yes. like raver goth kids who yep. dance. And it's just yeah. like that scene. I think they're purposely emulating it. It's one of those videos that now they they reuse that clip with different songs all the time. So around Christmas, they'll be listening to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You and stuff like that. Yeah, the main one I've seen was the Thomas. It's Thomas the Tank Engine, and they're doing it. I've seen it with fruit salad by yeah. the Wiggles. <laughs> yummy, 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 yummy. Why do you guys always bring up the Wiggles? No, Gordo. You guys? Bring... <laughs> yeah, Gordo. <laughs> Sorry, first you guys. Gordo, why are you constantly bringing up the Wiggles? I only bring up the fruit salad because it's yummy, yummy. That did not answer any of the questions I had. It created more questions. Yeah, but so when you see that, I guess at this point. I can't be like, what are your thoughts there? Because everything in the show is so, I don't know, it, it fits weird. It, it, it has its own voice very early on, I guess. So I didn't know what to make of it, but. I was very confused. <laughs> I do love interstitial scenes, though. I love just cutting to something weird before you go to a bigger scene. Because it's like a good to introduce people because it, it makes you, like, I guess, remember them better when it comes up again later. But it also throws you off really hard when it's happening. Yeah, it took a little while for me to realize that these are the skids, as they call them, because that's a group that's introduced right from the title screen in the beginning where they talk about the hockey players, the skids, you know, everyone else. I didn't know that that's who they were because I don't know what a skid is. I'm sure that's a term that means something maybe up there, but or just in their universe, but meant nothing to me at the time. But also, like, we definitely know or knew a lot of people who fit this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, without saying anybody... Like, I thought of one person immediately the first time I saw this and was like, oh, yeah. Yep. After that, <laughs> we cut right into this youth group that they're entering. And this is when we meet Margaret for the first time. And she addresses them and right off the bat walks up to Daryl and is like, hey, Daryl, Christ be with you. And then meets Wayne. And she's like, Christ be with you, Wayne. Every time she says something to him, he just answers with, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he makes such a sad, <laughs> weird, uncomfortable noise. And then she's like, oh, you made the right choice by coming here. And he's like, oh, yeah, why is that? And she pulls out a lighter and she's like, hold your finger here as long as you can. Like, uh, all right. After like a second, he takes it away because it's hot. And she goes, now imagine your soul engulfed in that for all eternity. <laughs> so thank you for embracing God, essentially, because that, that would have been your existence had you not come in here is what she's saying. But from that point, she now takes the finger that he had just uh, held over the lighter into a I guess, soothe the burn, sticks the entire finger in her mouth. Just, and it's very seductively does the blowjob finger thing. Yeah, I was, I didn't see that coming. 
<laughs> George Daryl goes, that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's like holding his finger up. So he's like, <laughs> does Margaret suck on the finger of every new guy that walks in there? Maybe. She must. Well, as we come to find out, it probably wouldn't do too much for most of the people in there, right? Yes, as we find out a little later. During that, Daryl's explaining to Margaret, oh, you know, Wayne's going through a tough time. He's, you know, dealing with a breakup. But now he's been spending all his time on Tinder. And Margaret's like, Tinder? Did you know that was originally called Grinder, and it was made for gay men to sodomize each other? Again, another great, Wayne. No. <laughs> it's so sad. And, I mean, Grinder does exist in real life, as does Tinder, but they... To my knowledge, Tinder is not an offshoot of Grinder. No, I think they exist no. concurrently, right? Yeah. 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 They, I don't think they're up the same at all. No. But I also wouldn't expect like a bunch of, you know, super Christian, not super. So, like, yeah. You know, like, they're not going to know the difference or they're going to, you know. Just the same. So does like a, a farmer boy doesn't seem to. He doesn't really know anything either. So anything she's saying, he's kind of taking uh, as as gospel, <laughs> quote unquote, and. She's like, yeah, a good way to get a finger in your bum or a tongue in your bum. <laughs> the, the tongue in your bum made me laugh again. And it has every time because she just gives it enough space for some reason. Yeah, because he doesn't know how to reply. He's just staring at her the whole time. No. And she also says, do you know what dick dingers are? No. <laughs> it's when they snort drugs off each other's erect penises. <laughs> <laughs> After they've been in butts. <laughs> like That is funny. And then they have to add the fucking after they've been in butts. Dick dingers. Another thing we were like, I'm just going to say that forever now. I'm going to reference dick dingers for the rest of my goddamn life. And from there we got um, Pastor Glenn and he gets on stage for the first time and he's very uh, excited. And as I don't know if any of you guys have attended, I mean, I haven't attended anything religious since I was younger, but usually the people who are in charge of those youth type things are very energetic people. And so, uh, Jay, uh, though, this brought flashbacks to me of us going to a certain other friend's youth group. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. It, it is. It, uh, they are, it, like I said, they are much like this, right? There's a lot of energet, uh, energy and excitement. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Glenn goes, oh, my Gord, <laughs> look at this turnout. It's like, quick question for you all. How good is God? <laughs> I know. I know. I love him. He's the best. And then uh, second question, has anyone seen my beautiful girlfriend, Virginia? Ginny, where are you? And he calls up his girlfriend and he gets into a big, uh, <laughs> he's like showing her like she's a prop because she's not talking or reacting at all as he's showing her like she's a demonstration item. And she's dressed like a Mennonite. She's not. Yeah. And he's talking about a conversation he had with the Lord about her as he gifted Ginny to him. And uh, he said, uh, I will give it everything, everything except for one thing. And he's like, do you know what that one thing is? And everyone's like, what, what? And he's like, vaginal intercourse. Vaginal intercourse. So sing-songy again. It's the way to describe things and say things. It's just so fucking funny. And everyone's cheering. Like, all these kids are like, yay, celibacy. That's when he introduces the band, The Salty Treats. Yeah. That shouldn't be funny, but somehow is. Yeah, it worked. Oh, I didn't even pick up the band name. The Salty Treats. <laughs> it's hard not to do the Wayne voice. And Wayne's the, like, voice. Well, what the actual fuck is this place? <laughs> I love that he's just so sad to be there. It also shows, too, like, this is episode one, right? So you're trying to get a gauge for everybody on the pilot. It shows you, I think, very much what kind of person Daryl is. That he, like, he has the lowdown. He knows what this place is, but he just figures it'll be easy. Because he doesn't do anything that isn't easy in his life. Yeah, and uh, Wayne's not having it at all. And he's like, why can't you just enjoy yourself? He's like, because I got this Tinder thing, and now they tell me it's for finding dudes. Does he look up 
Tinder? Like, does he try and fact check her or does he download? He's no, he's he's like flustered by everything going on right now and he's not having fun. So he's like, I'm going to go outside and have a dart. So he's going for another smoke break. And as you see him walking outside, you can see he's Googling what grinder is to educate himself on it. And that's when we first meet the skids, the dancing industrial goth kids from earlier. Right. So you get rolled Stuart and, um, uh, God, what's their kid's name? He's only there for the first season. Stuart's the one who talks the most, correct? He's the main one, yeah. And is, yeah. and is rolled the one who just grunts and screams things? I think that's him. Rolled is the one who is yeah. sad because he's actually gay. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. And at the end, they're like, we, we accept you. It's fine. Like he is like weirdly part of the gay bashing, even though he's gay. Yeah, because <laughs> they see him looking up Grinder and now they're getting on him for it, which is weird because even like, like rural Canada, like that group of people you would think would be the most open-minded to alternative lifestyle or not even all gays, not even alternative at this point. This goes to show you why it's such a big deal that he doesn't fight. Cause these are those people that wouldn't dare cross him normally. And they're all taking shots at him because he doesn't fight. Yeah. and won't defend himself. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. A little bit later on, I jump ahead, but when they're in the bar and everybody is sort of ganging up on him, like yeah, that's the ultimate, like, yes. everyone can, feels like they can finally take their shot at him. So yeah, so they see him googling Grinder, and they're they're kind of getting like, "What are you doing on Grinder?" Wayne's like, "What are you guys doing out of your pa- parents' basement, Stuart?" And he's like, <laughs> "The gang and I have been doing hip hop karaoke for the better part of forty eight hours." <laughs> and these dudes are like just gonked out of their skulls on meth. Yes, <laughs> just naming retro things like <laughs> they're just yeah. naming Genesis. old video games, playing and- Mega Man and Final Fantasy on original NES, it's like Pokemon Gold, Game Boy Color. And then he's like, gotta catch them all. And Stewart talks very fast. Like for a fast talking show in general, Stewart's speaking very quickly, but that's the meth. He also has a very clear delivery, but it's so much different than everybody else's. Like you get everything he's saying, but he doesn't have any sort of discernible accent to it. Right. Or like interesting right. twang. He starts like rapid fire naming off Pokemon. He says one line that Disney video games are the best video games. And I, you know, I got to concur. They don't have a bad video game. <laughs> I was, I was actually wondering what Ferg's take on that was when the line. He's going to, yeah, he's definitely going <laughs> to feel very strongly one way or another. That original, that original Aladdin game was fantastic. You know, Avengers Magic Kingdom. And then you get to like modern day. You swung I don't on know much sticks. about video games. That Aladdin yeah. game fucking ruled. Dun, 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 dun. I had some for like <laughs> Sega or whatever. I had like the Jungle Book game few of those but i don't play a lot of Lion video games King is good too that's the one that Dark he mentioned he mentions ducktales quack shot and then the, the mod modern ones they have the uh kingdom, kingdom hearts, hearts games those games are excellent yeah but just to go back here too i, I, I do want to say because when he was rapid fire mentioning a bunch of pokemon it's like bulbas or ivies or venus or Char- charmander charizard he's like fucking charmander, charmander. <laughs> and, and that's when the other guy's like charmander <laughs> He just because he always chimes in with the with the grunty voice. He did it like I think once or twice already at this point, but I, I can't remember everything you said. It's almost like they're all hype men for each other. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And what's his name? What's the the main Stewart? Stewart, yeah, Stewart. Always reminds me of like a young Billy Corgan with hair. So a young Billy Corgan. I was gonna say young <laughs> Billy Corgan had hair. <laughs> yes. That was a separate one. <laughs> yeah, Grizzly right. Adams did have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> And they just start going into like homophobic slurs to him, but like all like cleverly worded ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, li- limited to but not excluding it's uh, like knob jockey, backdoor bandit, and then that's when the other kid's Oklahoma. like, "I'm gay, but donut puncher." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, "This is awkward for me, guys." It's like, well, we support you. 
<laughs> just so shitty. It's like, well, it's like we can have one. It's like the no homers club. A pill garden. <laughs> that homer in. Yeah, that's but that's when like the the gay one was like, this is awkward for me, you guys. <laughs> we know we support you, Donald Trump of Rump. <laughs> <laughs> I said earlier, Oklahoma was my favorite one. Oklahoma was <laughs> funny. <laughs> That one's so good because it's so dumb. Yeah. At that point, I forgot they were from Canada, and I thought, like, Oklahoma, because they're all, like, basically, like, rednecks. But, like, it's like, <laughs> no offense, Oklahoma people. Yeah, if we have any listeners from Oklahoma, no offense. Any of our Okies out there. Okie dokie. <laughs> After this weird exchange, we get back to the uh, youth group, and it's just Glenn on the stage uh, now that the Salty Treats are done playing, and it's G- Glenn performing on his didgeridoo. Which um, I'm trying to, like, I assume everyone knows what a didgeridoo is at this point, but it's, you know, that loud. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it just looks like a long, like, hollowed out tree stump that people are just, like, blowing into. Yeah. Yep. The Australian, like, instrument. And then when he's done playing and everyone's applauding, he goes, oh, stop it. You know I love ripping didge. <laughs> rip and he reminds me of he reminds me of the character what's that movie when he's running for um office um when he's marty huggins oh Shit. you know what you know what i thought he was when i saw him when i saw glenn for the first time i thought he was a perfect mix of it was like if topher grace was playing andy dick <laughs> wow that's, yeah that's pretty spot on yeah that's hilarious and after his uh, didgeridoo performance, Wayne walks back inside, and he's just, like, looking around. And that's when you can see that, like, every kid in there, every boy in there is on Grinder. They're just all looking at abs, which I love. Like, no one's looking at any other picture that's not just abs, which is the funniest thing to me. Do you guys ever go on, like, Pornhub and look for hot ab videos or on your dating apps? Do you look for, like, ab pics or anything? Is that weird? Yes. Yeah, uh, well, listen, I'm not here to kink shame anybody. Oh, no, no, kink shame. Um, as far as, as far as dating apps go, I don't think you could specifically search ab pics. There's no way to do that. You just, well, see they seem to have done it. I don't know what's on Grinder. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what Grinder oh, pics I guess I look like. Grinder, I guess, no, yeah. that it's, you're looking for meat. All right. There we go. Grinder looking for meat. That being said, if, uh, if ButcherBox wants to sponsor us, I, I, if you want to give uh, S1E1 a promo code for ButcherBox, we would gladly accept. Yeah, because I uh, I will say we've been getting it the past couple months, and it's great until you. Oh, is it? Yeah, until oh, one it? day when you think that your wife ordered something super weird, and you can't figure out what it is, and you're trying to put it into the freezer, and then you realize that it was just the really foggy bag of dry ice, and you burnt your hand with a chemical <laughs> burn <laughs> because you thought it was a weird meat, and then you can't tell anybody about it until two months later in a podcast because you're really embarrassed. <laughs> but that happened the first time. Interesting. So, Butcher Block, if you want to send me some band-aids for that, that'd be sweet. Send us meat, or Joel, sue you. I'll be cursed. <laughs> Dinner. If- <laughs> the burgers are also cursed. <laughs> My finger's really cold. <laughs> cold <laughs> finger. <laughs> so, to reel it back in, uh, Wayne walks back up to Daryl, and Daryl's like, if you don't change your attitude, you're going to lose out on all the girls. And Wayne's like, like the 12-year-olds or the 13-year-olds? Yeah, yeah, that's true. We we didn't talk about the girls that are there. Like they're they're all like half of them were dressed like the Mennonites. Well, yeah, I, I Joe said like Margaret's dressed. Well, not Margaret. I'm sorry. The um Ginny, yeah, Ginny, who's Glenn's girlfriend. Glenn's girlfriend is a Mennonite. There's a bunch of other Mennonites there, and then a bunch of them are just teenagers. Margaret's like the only like girl of age. And what's funny is um Glenn. When I look at him, you know who he'd be great friends with. Ironically enough is Glenn from Superstore, which we just covered a couple weeks ago. Can we get that show, please? <laughs> Glenn and Glenn? 
That is a buddy cop movie I would watch all day long. The Adventures of Glenn and Glenn. Be better than us talking about the Adventures of Pete and Pete. We tried. We, we don't. We, we tried. Don't talk it's, about it's, that. The last episode. <laughs> lost to the sands of time. But yeah, that's when um it, 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 Wayne finds out that he had missed out on Glenn's didgeridoo performance. I love this, and he. I love this, and he's like, "Oh, so so you're a didgeridoo?" Yeah, it's a more more of a didgeridoo. It's my kind of humor. Yeah, yeah, that's like right up my alley. After that scene, though, they they head back to Modine's, which I found it weird that Margaret went with them. So it was. No, they go for milkshakes. But they went to Modine's. Modine's is like the restaurant in town that would be open at night, though. So it's a restaurant and a bar, and okay, so it's like kind of all encompassing. All right, because when she walked in with them, I'm like, this is not the kind of place that she would be at. Yeah, I got the same vibe too. But yeah, when we when we walk inside with them, that's when we kind of see that like everyone's there, like all those skids from earlier. The industrial goth kids are all sitting at a table. The hockey are guys the skids, are there. Are the skids part of the church group? Like, why are they outside? I think they were just outside. Yeah, I think they just yeah. I don't know if they were like church goths because that's a thing. Too. <laughs> Is it? No, it's like it's weird, but it's a thing. I think yeah, I, I think that's just where they were hanging out. Maybe because they knew there was an event there, so they're like the outcasts hanging outside of the event. I was going to say, too, it's a church, so, uh, you know, they're not really going to kick them out or give them trouble or anything like that. I don't know. We were kicked out of the church plenty of times. <laughs> no, no, we weren't, except for that one time. Yeah, actually, I got right. kicked out of the church thing when we used to hang out at Friday nights by Father Jerry at least 10 times. This is for the people listening. There was like an after school like program for like Friday nights or whatever where they let Basically, all the high school, middle school age kids. Was it middle school? I think it was middle school, yeah. Middle school age kids yeah, would be able to hang out. Like school, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was just a place for kids to go and hang out on a we Friday night. We were way night. too cool for that in high school. <laughs> yeah, yes. we went all the time. Middle no, In middle school, there's no option. We, <laughs> for people who don't know the town we grew up in, there were not a lot of things to do. There are currently not a lot of things to do if you're like 12, 13 years old and it's nighttime. There, nothing is open past like 9 o'clock. So when they're sitting there... Stuart, one of the uh, like the main skid, I guess, the one who does the bulk of their talking, says, "Wayne, what are you doing with uh, with the fertile Wayne? Didn't I just catch you cruising grinder?" And that's when the hockey guys like come again. They, they were unaware of the grinders, but again, he was never actually on grinders. Just kind of got blown out of proportion. But but now the you know the worst thing that could happen is those two hockey kids now think that Wayne's on grinder. Also, Ferg had mentioned Polly Shore earlier, and now you saying cruising grinder. <laughs> I didn't think it was Polly Shore. Cruising some grindage, bud. But I love I love this whole scene though because I, I love how the hockey players and the skids clearly hate each other. Yes, they. It's it's like I said before. It's like it, it's it's the warriors, right? None of them like each other. They're all against each other. The interesting thing about this show, and you can you can tell on this episode, I'm not trying to jump ahead, but it does really remind me of where we grew up because there's like the weirdos, the jocks, the you know, all these different sort of groups around or whatever. And everybody, for the most part, got along. And there were parts where you didn't get along, but nothing ever really happened because it was such a small place that it really didn't work to, like, fight with people you'd have to see so much. You know what I mean? And that's what this scene sort of reminds me of. It's like, no one's going to brawl. They all don't like each other, and they're going to, like... They just all give each other shit. Yeah, yell some shit back and forth. But then, like, nothing ever happens. It was very similar. Yeah, because this kid say to the hockey guys when they were, like, coming in, like, hey, shouldn't you boys be watching Friday Night Lights with a gym sock on your joystick? <laughs> Jim Stock on your joystick is a fucking great line. And then and then the hockey guys reply back with like talking about um 
But they say chirp Tim Riggins first, and I didn't know what that meant. I've, I figure that has to be a hockey reference. That's what I was thinking, too. I don't know it. And then it was like mixing a little One Tree Hill and maybe some Gossip Girl. So I was thinking like maybe the Tim Riggins was something about a, a show that was aligned with those things. I had no idea. Like a CW show or something? Tim Riggins maybe. is um, uh, the main character, season five, Friday Night Lights. Okay. So it was reference to what they said. I've never seen Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I never watched so. it. I haven't either, but Sam. I'm kind of surprised it went five seasons. I thought it was a movie. <laughs> it I think is it too. was. It was it is also a movie too. Okay, all right. Thank you. Yeah, I think it was a movie that became a TV show. But uh, Riley, one of the hockey guys, was as they were going back and forth. He's like, "Hold on, can we pause? Because I, I really want to get back into this Wayne thing." <laughs> and it's like he's like, "I hate you too," but he's like, "I just found out that he's ambidextrous," which I think was a really fun way to to describe that. Yeah, <laughs> I hate you, but is very very uh, <laughs> accurate to those type of arguments too. <laughs> and then Margaret's like, "What are they talking about, Wayne?" <laughs> I was like, "He likes dicks now." In his bomb or his <laughs> mouth <laughs> all over. I also love that like everyone's being so including Riley, they're all being as clever as they possibly can be and just throwing all these references out and trying to make rhymes and then one of them just goes, Oh, he likes dicks now. Like it just so cuts it right to the bone <laughs> of what they're trying to get to. And like to make things worse for Wayne, like he walks in, he already had a weird experience with the youth group thing. Now everyone thinks that he's cruising grinder. The skids are going on and the hockey guys are going on him. And then all of a sudden you hear someone say, Hey, isn't that Angie's new boyfriend? And then like you see this guy walk in for the first time and it's like, like what an insult to injury. Like what's the worst timing for this guy to walk in? Yeah. This guy's about to have a breakdown. And what the worst guy to walk in? What a shithead hipster doofus douchebag this guy Yeah, they is. did a good job of casting and dressing yeah, They cast guy, somebody you yeah. want to see get punched in the face right away. I want to say, like, how would you even describe his overall look? Like his attire was Confused. very unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had very beaver eyes. Um. Yeah, I just didn't know what he was going for. He looked like the bad guy in Roger Rabbit. No, no, he did not look like Judge Doom. Not in the least bit. Judge Doom? <laughs> he yeah. did not look like... Remember me, Eddie? When I killed your brother? I did yeah. like that! Yeah, oh, yeah, with the hat in the, in the long coat. I don't no. see that. He I also want to take a second like... to apologize to anyone who's listening and just got screamed His at in your ears. just got broken. You're welcome. He looks, I mean, he's got like a pork pie hat on and a scarf. He kind of looks like he's in like the specials or something. Chris Jericho in the Festival of Friendship. That's what he looks like. Oh, Mm. he does look like embarrassing era Jericho. There's another, there's another, if you're not a wrestling guy, you're a little lost right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of non-wrestling or not Who Framed Roger Rabbit references to make. It was a very unique look. I couldn't really quite peg what he was supposed to, what he was really going for. That, That was the kind of thing. He's wearing a, like a pork pie fedora. He's got one of those scarves that you have to wrap like 40 times around you. It's not like a real scarf length. Yeah. And Daryl's like, oh, th- oh, there's that city boy. And then the hockey dudes did like a uh, imitation train honk thing and uh, like did like the toot toot. But I didn't know what that was all about when they did that. <laughs> what, w- what was the train thing for? I thought they were just not done making fun of him and it just had, they hadn't seen the guy yet. Oh, that's what maybe. I think. I- you know, truck drivers, rules of the road, blow. No, no, because they do go right into it right after. Because that, that's what he's like, fuck, <laughs> Lemony Snicket. What a series of unfortunate events that you've fucking been through, you ugly fuck. <laughs> Boulevard yeah, of Broken like Dreams. Toot Toot has to be in reference to something, but I, I didn't pick up on it yet. Yeah, I didn't catch what it was. I thought it was funny when they did it, but I, I wasn't quite sure what was happening. And then, uh, yeah, at this point, Wayne's like, okay, and he walks out again. It's, it's time for another c- cigarette break. So he goes outside, and when that happens, uh, you see a. Uh, <laughs> might want to use two not h words there but the beep beep comes through so while wayne's out there he hears a horn honking and then he walks over and it's his sister katie who's in a car and she's like oh you must be having a fun night 
and then reads the text that she got from one of her boyfriends, Riley, that says, your bro is gay, LMFAO. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny, but it was. And then this is when Katie gives him like the pep talk, right? And just kind of reminds him of all these times, like back in the day, like situations that happened to him and how he reacted, which back then, every time, all these stories basically ended in him just doing something violent to someone, right? He, he dug a hole and put a skunk in it. <laughs> <laughs> he dug four holes and put skunks in them. Yeah, for like people to fall into. He didn't wasn't sure where they would fall, which means he had to find four skunks and dig four <laughs> holes to make sure this prank worked fully. And I can appreciate that level of commitment. And then uh he, and the other one was what did he put stink bombs in a nerf gun and shoot them at people? On prom. <laughs> yeah, on prom. Which that's the kind of stuff where I feel like, you know, if you thought about it organically as a kid. I don't think you could pull it off like back when we were kids. Like, I don't think you get access to the Nerf gun and the stink bombs and us trying to make sure it worked. What if we just covered us all in stink bombs? Like you'd never make it work. To- <laughs> yeah. There's definitely been times that I've broken stink bombs on myself. Yeah. And then I think the final story that they went over is I think some guy called Katie a slut at one point and his reaction, he, he like went over to the dude's house and broke his nose right in his front lawn. And that's when she's like, you know, I miss that Wayne in that uh, a, she thinks a lot of people do, too. And he's like, no, it's for the better. And then no sooner that it, does he say that. This is when, uh, you know, a guy walks out of the barn. It's the same guy from before Alexander. Right. Alexander. The, so uh, so he was the the middle urinal guy from before in the episode. And he comes out and he just this starts is my peeing. line, by the way. Oh, this was it. Yeah, if you like listen closely, you just hear him hear like, him singing in the background. I'm pissing in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before, yeah. and it fucking destroyed me. Yeah, because when he's in the alleyway, yeah, he walks up to just a pile of trash bags and just starts peeing right there. Ironically, when I said earlier that I was going to try to guess what that line was, I thought it was Alexander saying, "Oh, I guess this is where the dicks hang out." I thought that was the. Oh, line. you thought that was the one? No, I'm pissing in the garbage. It's still Alexander. I don't know why I never caught that in all the times I've seen it before. Maybe it's because it's like edited low, like you have to hear him in the background a little. But it's so funny, and they clearly ADR'd it. So they went back and were like, wait, no, no, say this so we can mix it down so people will hear it. Yeah, and and by the way, again, true to form, when he goes to pee, he went, you know, pants to ankles again. Full J. It shows he wasn't just being funny. That's just how he pees. That's how he pees. <laughs> That's just how he does it. I don't know if we can like. I don't know if we can call that the J anymore, right? I haven't done it no, in a long we'll time. Call it full J. It's know. the J. We'll You're the only the one of the five of us that pees like that. That's true. Yeah, had peed like that. Not had like currently. You Your reap actions... what you sow, buddy. You got a good yeah. laugh back in the day. Yeah. Now you're the guy who pees <laughs> weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Anyways, uh, yeah, so as Alexander's peeing, uh, this is when Angie's new boyfriend comes out, and he's, like, just recording this guy as he's peeing, and then he kicks him into the trash, like, that he just pissed all over, which is a dick move. But, this is Sparta, yeah. and then kicks him <laughs> face first into his own face, which, by the way, I've seen happen, I've seen this happen to Gordo. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was bushes instead of bags of trash. <laughs> Because that's one I'd rather go into the bushes than like bar trash covered. Yeah, in yeah, agreed. You know that's like puke and shit. <laughs> His name is Troy, right? The the boyfriend, the new boyfriend. I think so yeah. Now it's is Troy from anything else? Because I was hearing him speak, and he his voice sounded wicked familiar. So I thought it focusing on his face i didn't look him up i couldn't I'll be figure honest. it out from anything, i didn't look him up either i don't think he's in much he sounded incredibly familiar 
Yeah, who like, Roger Rabbit. No. No. He does not sound like Christopher Lloyd. But uh, yeah, at this point, I think this is when Wayne's finally going to snap. And he, he runs up and he and he shoves him. He's like, uh, what is he, like, smack his head or something like that? Yeah, he hits he in the back up. of the head and knocks his stupid hat off. Yeah. And uh, Troy's like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? And then Wayne's like, I'd ask you the same thing, you fucking tit. <laughs> <laughs> and in fairness, he's in, initially, what Troy says, I was like, you kind of side with Troy. He's like, I'm just taping an idiot. I'm not sneaking up on dudes and starting fights. Because you know, he's fucking with a drunk guy. It's like not the worst thing. It is the worst thing. If he was just videotaping him pissing, yelling, I'm pissing in the garbage with his pants at his right. ankles, then it's funny. He was a bully. But he kicked the dude over. Right. Yeah. He loses all of points. You get yeah, your ass yeah. kicked now. I guess you'd have to know the relationship between the two, right? Because that's something that like we would maybe do to each other. Yeah, but nobody knows him. They all just call him the guy who's a, a dandy. Like that. They, they, they That's just true too. Alexander him. already. Yeah, he was already talking shit about Troy earlier. So I'd also like to say too, in our mid to late thirties, that like I would hope now that we'd be the type of people who would videotape each other doing that while laughing, but wouldn't kick in the ass anymore into the <laughs> piss garbage. Guess it would depend on how much I had drank at that point. But yeah, and your pants would be down too because you had finished peeing a few minutes ago. Yeah, after that is when Troy, that's when he goes full heel at this point, because he goes from that, like, hey, what are you doing, to just being a complete douchebag. And he's like, oh, that's right, you don't fight anymore, do you? He's like, I thought I'd have one on deck after I stole your girl. And then he's like, oh, she must have trained you well. And he's like, what's what's it going to take to get you to fight again? And he's like, do I have to, like, you know, spread her, like, on the bar, like, right in front of you? And he says that he fucked her more times than he's had a hot meal, which I thought was a pretty good line. <laughs> But then he's like, oh, maybe we'll see if your sister wants to join him. Like, he just goes in fucking hard. Like, I get, like, he's probably pissed that Wayne went up and slapped him, but he's, like, really trying to get beaten. Yeah, he's like, he's All right. cruising for a bruising. You, okay, so you're dating the kid's ex girlfriend. Depending on how they met, that happens. You know what I mean? Like, as, as long as it wasn't like, they didn't say that she cheated she on She did. In, in she the did beginning. Did she cheat on Wayne with Troy? Yeah, one of the dudes cheated on you, huh, bud? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That is right. So grounds enough yeah but now like you would think in in turn not knowing the story right Wayne never did anything to troy to deserve or you know to build up to that so now for troy to just double down and not even be apologetic but just be an extra douche about it and now to add maybe we'll have your sister join in like he just wants to get the shit kicked out of him i want to say too when he does hit him it starts with the worst fake punch i've ever seen Followed by the best fake punch of ever. <laughs> I seen. noticed that too. It's yeah, nuts. the uppercut looks yeah. great. <laughs> but also, we haven't talked about this yet in this episode. But Wayne is a big fucking dude. Yeah, he's yes. probably over six feet tall. He is clearly thick, and he's clearly muscular. And this dude he works like, on the farm all day. That's right. All so are. he's strong and like naturally strong, and he's tall in general and big. And this dude, like, like the other dudes, fucking with him. They're not pushing to a point where they think there's going to be a fight. I never get that. You know, they're just kind of fucking with him. This dude goes out of his way to get in a fist fight with him. And that makes no sense at all to me. Right. It makes sense when you know he doesn't fight anymore. He's a pacifist now. Yeah. But by saying I'm going to fuck your sister, he knows that's the snap. There's a, yeah, there's a, the, yeah, there's a tipping point for everyone. But I think, you know, we mentioned that hit him, but the initial contact is he runs up and grabs him by the dick and headbutts him. <laughs> Forgot it with a dick grab. The most interesting way to start a fight ever. <laughs> well, you definitely catch your opponent off guard. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of love it, though, because that dude's going to wake up out of... he Now he's in the piss-covered garbage after this fight. 
So he's going to wake up, he's going to be covered in piss, he's going to have his head hurts, his chin hurts, and now his dick hurts. I think the dick hurting is like an extra funny thing to add to it. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah, so <laughs> it reminds me of a story way back, early on in my supermarket days, and I'm just a kid pushing the carriage, right? So at that time, loss prevention, if they caught someone stealing, they would kind of get they them right as they walked out the door. No. So <laughs> right as they walk out the door, they would like stop the guy or girl and be like, hey, follow me. And then they take them to the back and whatever. But most of the time, they, you know, if a guy's going to resist, they're going to resist. What are you going to do? You're not a, a cop or anything. So there's one time I must have been, ugh, I don't even know. I don't, I'm not even 18 years old. I don't think at this point. And a guy was literally only tried stealing a box of popsicles, which I, the police officer later said was probably because he was on certain drug. I forget which one. But in any event, they go to stop him and he tries to resist. Now, there's a cop and the loss prevention person, and they're both like struggling with the guy, which I don't know why. The, it was an actual cop, so I don't know why he didn't use more force, but whatever. At that time, the loss prevention girl like yelled for like help, and me and the old guy who used to push carts ran out. So, like, I jump, and I, like, have this guy in an arm bar, and I think I'm the guy who took him down, and then the guy just yells, let go of my dick, and the, the old guy <laughs> used to push carts, just grabbed him by the fucking junk, and took him to the ground with it, and he's like, get down, get down, and I was like, I'm like what's happening? <laughs> Very bizarre situation. Hey, effective is effective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it took him down. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to incorporate that into into my next move. If I ever have to fight, I'm Always grabbing, grabbing dick. dicks. I mean, it, yeah, again, if it works, it works. Yeah, I mean, we've we've just found out now that it does seem to work. So I guess Gordo, give it a try. All right, I'll go next time I'm going to fight. I'm going to grab the dick. That's an interesting question we haven't talked about yet. Has anybody, when was the last time everybody was in a fight where you actually had to throw a punch at somebody? Because this, this whole episode now culminates in fighting. It's been, for me, literally mm. the last time I got into a fight was almost 10 years ago now. Halloween, Halloween Halloween weekend, yeah. That was my last fight. All I did was get punched. I didn't even throw one. Was that the wild fight? No, that was you guys in Salem. That was me. It's a story for another day. I almost want to save right. it for another episode, but um, long story short, I, w- I went to jail dressed up like Roddy Piper, and we will we will tell that story <laughs> on another day. No, I finished mine. <laughs> but- oh, by the way, Nick, can you just clip Gordo saying, I'm going to grab the dick? <laughs> Add it to the board. <laughs> The last time I remember getting in a fight, we were outside. We played a show in at Charlie's in Cambridge, and some dude like dressed like he was like uh, those fucking Buckingham Palace guards was hitting on Kelsey, and she like was like, "No, no, no, get away!" So we called her a whore, just like you know the move you don't do when some girl doesn't want to like go the with nice you or guy, the nice guy tactic, right? So we ended up getting like a sort of pull apart outside, and it was like, "Okay, you go your way, you go your way," and everybody here knows me. I'm like the least tough human being in the world. And then like five minutes later, just found myself in a situation where it was like, okay, we're an actual fist fight now. And I like swung and I hit him like square. I was like, oh my God, I hit the guy. And in the two seconds that I was like, I can't believe I just hit that guy so good. I turn around and my entire moment of glory was ruined by very drunk Kelsey trying to flailingly throw a punch at him too and just like completely missing it like eating <laughs> shit. I was like, what are you doing? There's no need for you to jump in on this. <laughs> and then uh the best part about that is as that guy like limped away holding his face, he turned around and yelled, Your band needs to practice more. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the greatest fucking thing ever. And uh to go back to this one, so Wayne part of this was like he also like took a big like might as well finish up and he like took Katie's bottle and like finished off the rest of the whiskey and just smashed it against the wall. So I guess like now that he's 
I guess he's unhinged again, right? Like he's completely back in a form. I thought he was gonna bottle him. I thought that's why Chug did. Yeah, I thought that was the intent for a minute, but yeah, he just smashed it against the wall. And also, chugging whiskey is not easy to do. No. So you're really in a position where you're mentally somewhere if you're chugging whiskey. You usually yeah. are in my past, and it's been a long, long time since I've done anything like that. Yeah, you're one of us at like 22, or you're John Belushi. And you have to be very, like, already pretty intoxicated for a point where your body doesn't realize what you're doing to it. Yes. And it is never a good morning. But it's funny. Everyone pretty much missed the fight, but towards the end of it is when everyone walks outside. So the hockey guys, the skids, everybody's just, uh, Daryl, everyone just walked outside at the very end, just basically just to see the the carnage at the end and that essentially Wayne is back, the the win that they all knew. He does that little, like, fake you know, like lunging at them motion to see if everyone flinches and everyone just kind of disperses everyone off after scatters. that. The goths all scatter. The hockey players just flinch. So Katie also goes up to Alexander and tells him to pull his pants up, which I love that they put another button yeah. on Alexander's pants being down. He says something, too. I, I He I, does, too. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> and yeah, that was the end of, like, that night. And, all, you know, all we get there is a little scene after from the next day. And uh, it's just, you know, everyone's back. at the. It's essentially the way the episode started. It was Daryl and Wayne sitting at the produce stand, and then the two hockey guys going to drop Katie off again. Only now, it's a very different circumstance. Katie gets out of the car and says, good to have you back, big brother. And then the two guys, uh, Jonesy and Riley, just like, you know, bye, Wayne. <laughs> bye. See you later, buddy. See you have back. a good one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just it closes out with this very, Wayne has a very, interesting smile it's like closed eyes like his mouth is still shut but like it's just a big wide <laughs> yeah. straight line for his mouth it's uh it almost looked like he just ate something very sour that's the way he smiles so i didn't like the good to have you back big brother line because she was there during the fight and they all left together i thought i well i well i was thinking she probably went home with her boyfriends <laughs> no they left together did they go together but like it just didn't fit like she didn't see him at all since that fight she was also yeah. driving around with a 85% finished bottle, open bottle of bourbon in the truck, which is a weird thing, too. But yeah, that, that's the way that episode concluded. And I thought that was, a, that was a nice little way to end it, which is him, his kind of, you know, his satisfied look on his face, kind of being back at form. But yeah, that's the conclusion of the episode. Yeah, that was um, the first time I had seen Letter Kenny. So, uh, and I know the same for some of you guys. So I guess without, before we get into the Green Letter Cancel, for um for Gordo and Ferg, was this anything like what you expected to see? No, no, to be honest with you, because when Joe would send me clips, he'd just send me those talking ones, and I didn't think they were very funny out of context. So I thought this whole show was like that, and I went and was like pretty negative. I didn't know what to expect, because Joe would send those clips, so I don't know if that was just like a scene, or if that was like Ferg said, the entire show. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I guess there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing left to do here, but I just hit our green light or cancel, so I'm just going to go in the order that I see you in. Joe, you're starting off. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think it's no surprise that my thoughts on this show are, this is something I just am constantly quoting. We talk about it all the time. I've rewatched it a number of times. It's one of those shows that it's not like a show like The League where I thought it was about something that it wasn't that I wouldn't like. And then I got sort of schooled by being like, oh, I was an idiot for not liking this. This is just something that's so strange that sort of organically fell into our laps. And um, I love it. There's a spinoff series coming out in a couple of weeks or maybe next month about this or doing another season. And I'm like, I'm just so excited for any more of it. So green light for me. I love Letter Kenny. Gordo. I am torn. 
like I'm really, really torn. I it, it was funny. Um, I did enjoy it, but it was too fast for me. If I'm just going to go off of just this episode, I needed a lot of clarification from Joe and from Nick. What I got out of if I didn't get that extra context, sure, it sounds funny. But if I'm just going to go in a box just for this episode, I'm canceling it. So, yeah, it's a cancel for me for that reason, just because you need to build up so much to understand the first episode and the episode doesn't make me want to watch another uh, episode. So, Nick. Yeah, I don't even totally disagree with Gordo. Um, you do need a lot more. I'm, I mean, the second in- the second episode, like, introduces, you know, like, four other cast members. Like, they don't get enough done, I think, in this first episode. Um, I enjoyed the episode. There are things, like I talked about at the top of the episode, about th- that quick back and forth can sometimes get a little confusing or annoying to me. I think, as a whole, though, this show is unique and funny enough for me to greenlight it. They they do a good job with all these cast members, because even as it stands right now, there's a good amount of cast members, and they bounce around well enough, and I am intrigued to see where these characters go, and, uh, f- you know, I want to see more, so for that, it gets a green light. Ferg? I went into this show wanting to hate it, because you guys like it so much, just the contrarian in me, and I've been dying to watch the next episode since I finished it. Uh, it was hilarious. Um, it helped the second, I liked it the first watch. It helped the second watch for my notes where I got a lot more of the jokes, which I already thought were funny. And I thought it was really good. Um, the characters they did introduce, I really did get their personalities, each and every one of them, even the side characters. I love the back and forth just from the different groups and stuff and how they, they jumped around to a bunch of different sets. So yeah, easy green light. I really like this show. So for me, it was a little tough. You know, I, I kind of thought about it for, for a bit now. Uh, there are things I do like about the show and things I don't like about it. Wayne's character in general, I'm still kind of having a hard time getting used to him. That, that overly dry, borderline awkwardness to him. Like, I, I'm still, like, because he's the main, main character, he's such a driving force that it's not knowing his, like, vibe yet, like, not really being used to it throws me a little. Um, I thought a few scenes were hilarious. I thought the, I thought the urinal scene is really funny. I think Glenn's really funny. It was a lot of like that dialogue that I liked, but uh, it was pretty awkward. And, you know, for what we were talking about before in the context of so much of this stuff wasn't explained well enough. And I was, I felt kind of lost. I felt like I was jumping in mid season in that there were like things I needed to keep checking back. Like, what does this mean? What is that? So. With that in mind, I'm going to cancel it because of that. I didn't have this overwhelming urge to just watch episode two. But that being said, I I also trust my friends in that when a lot of people tell me this is a show you'll probably like, I didn't hate it, but I needed more for the pilot. So it, for the purpose of our show, like it has to get canceled. And I think I am going to watch more of it and, and continue on. But that's more on the word of my friends than what the pilot gave me. So, um, so with that being said, we still get three out of five. So it's still a green light for Letter Kenny. So congratulations, you do live on for episode two. I would love to hear what anybody thinks after they watch season another episode or more. See, of it. that's yeah. my thing really too. The, the dynamic of this show changes entirely if it's a one-hour show and the first two episodes are the first episode because it gets so much more. It gets so much more done in the second episode. Right. Mm. 
I understand the confusion with the first episode because of that. So and I, I think I, the, I think it goes back you. to things we've said in other episodes too. Like we, back when we did Parks and Rec, I greenlit that show. Could that have been because I was already sentimental towards it and because I already did know the characters and it's tough to separate? I think there could have been a little bit of that in there. Just as I think maybe there's a little bit of that in there for you guys because you do know more about what's going on and it is tough to separate. It absolutely helps. Yeah, for sure. So I think like, you know, where me and Gordo went in, we just kind of felt lost watching the episode. It's not that yeah. I hated it, but I just felt like I didn't get enough to, to really understand what was going on. Yeah. And to what you said, Jay, I probably will watch a second episode just because the, the funny parts, when the funny parts hit, like yeah. they were really funny. But yeah, listen, we had a good time joking around about all the stuff from the episode. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just that for the purposes of the show, I, I can't green light it just right. based on the material that I have in front of me. Yeah. Right. But with all that being said, guys, be sure to go to S1E1Pod.com. That's where you can find the links everywhere to listen to us, everywhere to follow us on our social medias. S1E1Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Follow us. Share everything. Let people know that we're around. Interact with us. Don't be afraid to hit us up and tell us what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, because that stuff we take to heart. And, you know, we can produce a better show if we know what it is that you guys want. So keep in mind, again, S1E1Pod.com. Go over there, follow every, everywhere uh, you can. But that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to catch us back next week. But that's it. Thank you guys. Good night. Oh, pissing in the garbage. <laughs>